Hi, and welcome to the Genesis Podcast. We're so glad to be able to bring a small portion of our community to you through this medium and hope that you'll join us in our endeavor to embolden one another to change the world by effectively representing Jesus Christ. If you would like to know more about who we are as a community, as well as when and where we meet, you can visit us online at thegenesisstory.com. Also, if you have benefited from this podcast in any way or would like to participate in what we're doing here at Genesis, would you consider partnering with us by donating online again at www.thegenesisstory.com. There you can select the giving tab and how you would like to contribute to the general fund or even to the building fund. Remember, we can do more together than we can ever do alone. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. God bless. Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you, Lord, that you're just so good. Um, Thank you, God, that I've been able to taste and see that you are good. And uh, the testimony in my life has just been so real and so powerful and um, so you. And God, I just pray for my brothers and sisters in this room that we would just be edified tonight and encouraged and inspired to uh, lean in to what you have for us, to listen to your voice, to talk to you more, to get into your word, to serve one another in love, and really have lives that are just beautiful, strong Christian lives, God. That is our our desire. Um, we love you and we give you this time, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the verse of the day today, taste and see that the Lord is good. Have you guys ever had something to eat that's just so good? <laughs> like, like real good? Yeah. Have you ever had sausage stuffed portobello mushrooms? Dude. Have you guys ever had something that's so good that you take a picture of your food? <laughs> and then you send it to your friend? You send it to your friends and you're like, look at this I'm about to eat? Or have you ever been out to dinner with somebody and you take a bite and you're like, this is so, like, you have to try this. And they'll try saying no, like, no, I'm good. You're like, no, you have to try what I'm tasting right now. This, it's that good. Swallow, rinse with water, and try what I'm eating because it's that good, right? <laughs> every night. Yeah, every night. <laughs> yes, that was our house. That's why I said that. They were so good. They were so good, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've tasted and I've seen that the Lord is good in my life, and it's uh, the best thing in my life is God. I want everybody to know that. I have a great wife and a great job and a great family, and I have all sorts of blessings in my life, but the number one thing, the most important thing is the God, the Spirit of God in my life. It is the most precious powerful thing in my life and it is that important you know um, even though i found god i still seek him and it's just this a beautiful journey that makes life worth living it really does um so yeah psalm 34 8 through 10 it says uh, taste and see that the lord is good blessed is the man who trusts in him Fear the Lord, all you saints, for those who fear him will lack nothing. It's just beautiful. I kind of paraphrased there, but what I want to do is uh, show you guys how reading the Bible can be such a cool experience. And a, Do you guys have the Bible app? Do you guys all have the Bible app? I, if you don't have it, 
I totally suggest, I highly recommend you go download the Bible app. My favorite part of the Bible app is that I can click on a verse and I hit the compare button and I, I can pick whatever translations I want to compare and it'll bring up five or six different translations of the same verse. So tonight's verse, taste and see that the Lord is good. When I went onto the Bible app and I hit compare, I saw that one of the other translations says, open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see that the Lord is good. Another translation said, get this, drink deeply of the pleasures of God. Remember, this is a psalm, so it's a song. It's uh, poetry. Somebody is trying to convey a spiritual truth through song lyrics, through, through poetry. And the spiritual truth that we're going to get from this is what really stirs my heart. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Drink deeply of the pleasures of God. So the next, the next sentence says, blessed is the man who trusts in him. Blessed means happy. I believe the, the translation I sent this morning says, oh, how happy are those who trust him? Don't we all just want to be happy? <laughs> Isn't that what people say? Like when they go, go through some stuff, they go, like, I don't want a lot. I don't need the, the nice car. I don't need the big house. I just want to be happy, right? Yeah. Trust the Lord and you'll be happy. Another translation says fortunate or prosperous or favored by God. Happy, fortunate, prosperous, favored by God is the person who trusts in, in the Lord. Another, uh, okay, so the second part of that sentence, trusts. Several other translations, instead of trust, it said it takes refuge in. Blessed is the man who goes to him for safety. Blessed is the man who runs to him for shelter. Blessed are those who hide themselves in God. Isn't that cool? So you can read one verse and say, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Okay, that's... I think I get it, but when you, when you download the Bible app and you hit that compare button and you see all these adjectives and all, you see the, the word of God coming alive um, and you see that trusting in God has something to do with running to him for safety because there's a lot of onslaught in the world around us. Life sucks. Life is hard. It, it, it could be really little things too, like traffic or bad grades, or somebody who just gives you an attitude, or, I mean, you could spill something and, you know, spill salsa on your white shirt and have to wear it all day, and, and right? These are little things, but there's also serious things that happen, and that's when we need the Lord. Um, so blessed is the man who trusts in him. So this next part says, fear the Lord, all you saints. One of the other translations says, have respect for the Lord. Interesting how translations, it's saying something different, but it's saying the same thing. When it says fear God, of course it doesn't mean be afraid of God. It's a holy, reverent respect for God. So when they say, oh, like, are you a God-fearing man? Basically what that's saying is, do you have respect for the Lord? So fear the Lord, have respect for the Lord. One of the other translations says, remain loyal to the Lord. Yeah, I, I really like this next one. Worship the Lord in awe and wonder. Uh, another one said, honor the Lord. So blessed is a man who trusts in him. Fear the Lord, all you saints, or have respect for the Lord. Remain loyal to him. Worship him in awe and wonder and honor him. 
And here's the promise. Those who fear the Lord will lack nothing. Another translation says there is no want. Another translation says those who fear the Lord have all that they need. Another translation says his loyal followers will feast with plenty. So I actually forgot to read the last part of that verse. I think it's verse 10 says um, even strong young lions will um, go without and become hungry. But um, those who wait on the Lord will not lack any good thing. So uh, one of the other translations, by the way, said even the strong and wealthy grow weak and hungry. But those who passionately pursue the Lord will never lack any good thing. So we say these things. We say, okay, blessed is the man who trusts God and he won't lack anything. He'll have everything he needs and he'll be prosperous and favored by God and uh, you know, he'll be happy. And, um, but do we really believe it? You guys believe that? Yeah. You do. Amen. Do you? Okay. Keep believing it because you're going to have to hold on to that. Um, there's times where I believe it 100% sold out, but there's other times where I'm like, are you sure, Lord? You sure you got this? Because I got a plan B just in case, you know, and I, I start to doubt and I start to pull away and I start to think, what if, and I start to get anxiety. We have to keep believing, uh, that the first thing is that the Lord is good. Um, and, and I'm encouraging you guys taste and see that the Lord is good. He is delicious. You have to try this. It's so good. You know what I'm saying? Um, So that last part, those who passionately pursue the Lord will never lack any good thing. Uh, Another translation said, God seekers are full of God. (laughs) Isn't that great? I believe that's Eugene Peterson, the message translation. Yeah. So download the Bible app. When I send you the verse of the day, you can look at it in other translations. I like to see the different adjectives and the different descriptions as like a a layer of understanding, like an onion. You're just peeling off another layer, and you get a deeper sense of understanding from a word or from a combination of words. Um, So uh, that's my story, my testimony. You guys know in my life um, there's been a lot of ups and downs, and there's been a lot of things. The one thing that I go back to that has really been my strength is the Lord. Um, it's, it's God. It's not my family. It's not my upbringing or my education that I had. It's not, um, any, it's not anything else but the Holy Spirit of God moving in me. That's what makes Kristen and my marriage so blessed and happy. That's what makes me a happy person and, and willing to serve others. It's what gives me the life I need to live the life that God wants me to live. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's the Holy Spirit of God. It's nothing else. Um, so just to read another one, here's Jeremiah 17. You may have heard another great poetic uh, description of the man of God uh, or the person of God. It says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. He shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads its roots out by the river. And it will not fear when heat comes. Its leaf will be green. It will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will it cease from yielding fruit in every season. Yeah, that's a wonderful promise. Um, 
The word of God is alive and powerful. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword. It's, it even divides the bone and marrow, even the soul and the spirit. It says that the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of your heart. So you read the Bible, and it reads you. You read the Bible, and it reads you back, and it cuts right to your soul. It gets you where you need to be reached. It, it really it just has a way of doing it, and it's, it's beautiful, and it's mysterious. It touches, your soul. it touches your soul. It does. I can read the same verse four or five or six times and get something different each time or just get a, a different feel for it. It might not be the you know, top ten magic every time, but you know what I'm saying? It, it's, uh, it's a beautiful, mysterious thing that God does with, with the word of God. Um, so this week I was, happened to read a, a verse in Hebrews. Uh, about God's promises, and um, it just hit me in a new way. I never really understood it. I had read the verse before, but it, it, I want to share it with you this week because it, that's what I, I tasted it, and it just was it was fresh. Um, I'm going to read eventually from Hebrews six thirteen to nineteen, but right now I'm going to read a couple others. God makes a lot of promises. Joshua 21.45 tells us that, you know what the awesome thing is? That God keeps his promises. Um, Joshua 21.45 says, Not a single one of all the good promises that the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. Numbers 23.10 says, God is not like us. He has no reason to tell a lie. If he says he's going to do something, he will. He doesn't change his mind. And that's why we know that when he makes a promise, he keeps it. Yeah. So God, God makes a lot of promises. There's a ton in scripture. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He's always with you. He goes before you and alongside you and even after you. And uh, there's a ton more. You guys want to help me? Can you think of any other promises of God? Besides the blessed is the man who trusts in him. And uh, Anyway, we, we know them. He promises to take care of our future. He promises that everything you do is in the palm of my hand, and I will take care of you. And life goes, yes, Jesus was teaching and, and said, don't worry. If the birds don't even need to collect food and God provides for the birds, he's surely going to provide for you. You're a human being created in the image of God. I got this. I got you covered. And, um, okay, well, let me, let me read. Let me go back here. Sorry. I don't have a, the technology. So I'm going to read, um, yeah, Hebrews 6, 13 to 19. So the author of Hebrews is talking about Abraham, who uh, received the promise of God. So let me go to TPT, or different translation. I've been really getting a lot out of this TPT, the Passion Translation. I would look into that one if you get the and download the Bible app, or the um, CEB, Common English Bible, I think it is. Anyway, Hebrews 6, 13. And I read this this week, and I was just kind of blown away. So it says, Now when God made a promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater than himself, he swore an oath on his own integrity to keep the promises. So God said, Have no doubt, I promise to bless you over and over, and to multiply you without measure. 
So Abraham waited patiently in faith, and he succeeded in seeing the promise fulfilled. So God promised Abraham, Abraham received the promise. You guys have read that before, right? Check this out. It's very common for people to swear an oath by something greater than themselves. You, hear, you know, people that say, I promise. And you go, are you sure? And they go, dude, I swear to God. And you go, okay. And then some people will even say, dude, I put that on my son's grave. Have you ever heard people say that? Dude, I put that on my mom, right? You're like, well, okay, maybe he's really serious, but I'm still not sure. And these people will really say, I swear on my children's grave, you know, that I'm not lying to you. And then usually when they do that, I, I, I believe them. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's the oath part. When they make an oath, they're just, they're swearing by it. They're saying out loud, kind of like we do wedding vows and stuff. Uh, so anyway, it's very common for people to swear an oath by something greater themselves. For the oath confirms their statements and it ends the argument. So in the same way, God wanted to end all doubt and confirm it even more forcefully to those who would inherit his promises. So God's not just telling you, I promise you. God's saying, I swear to myself. I swear to God. God said to Abraham, I swear to God. I I put this on my mother's grave. And Abraham waited patiently in faith and believed him. So God's purpose was unchangeable, and God added his vow to the promise. So not only did he promise Abraham... But he said, I swear to God, I'm putting a vow, an oath on it. That's the part that blew me away. That God just didn't say, I, I promise you it'll be done. But God says, I promise, I remove all doubt. Here's an oath to solidify it. I, God doesn't, he can't swear by anything greater like we do. We, don't, we can't swear to God. We say we swear to God. God swore by himself. That's huge. That is a guarantee. If I told you, hey, check it out, I'll pay all your bills next month. Don't worry, I'll take care of it. You'd say, yeah, okay. And I said, no, I promise. I swear to God, I'll pay your bills next month. You'd still be like, right? I don't know, uh, right? This is coming from God, though. This isn't coming from me. So anyway, verse 18. It is impossible for God to lie. So we know that his promise and his vow will never change. So he promised Abraham, but it never changes. So he's promising us too, that he will bless you over and over That's what the scripture just said. He promises to bless you over and over and over again. Okay, Uh, second part of verse 18. Now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. (laughs) Isn't that beautiful? This is what we are supposed to do as, as believers. Run into the heart of God and hide yourself in his faithfulness. This is where we find strength and comfort. Because he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time. What is that? An unshakable hope. We have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. That's what makes life worth living. My life is so blessed and so strong and so full because of the spirit of God and because of the promise of God. And I believe it. I believe God. Even when times get rough, I believe that it's true because God put a stamp on it. He put the oath on it. He's, God sw- says, I swear to God, I put that on my second uncle's third grave. You know what I'm saying? He's putting it on his mama's grave. He, he, it's done. It's a guarantee. He doesn't just promise you. He put an oath on it. It's stamp, a vow. It's official. It's a guarantee. 
It is a guarantee of all guarantees that if you trust God, he will bless you over and over and over again. And you'll be like a tree by the waters. Your roots will go down deep. When the storms of life come, you will not be shaken. You will be strong. You will be full of life and hope and love. And that's what God wants from us, from his people. So that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was quick. But yeah, that, that's, that's, that's it. Do you guys have any feedback or yeah people are unreliable nowadays and so when i read something like somebody makes a promise it doesn't carry a lot of weight but the whole point that what hit me hard this week was that that promise from god carries all the weight in the world all we have to do is hold on like abraham did and and uh, be patient in faith and we will receive the promise or like that other translation said we will be successful in receiving the promise yeah Sam told me years ago, um, you know, when the going gets rough, Ben's gone. Where's Ben? And I was like, oh, he's right. Um, and like you said, in this room, there's been a crazy ton. If you guys were to hear the stories of the men and women in this room, you would be shocked. Death, suicide, divorce, hatred, prison time, drug addiction, hell on earth. And it's only because of God that we are who we are today. It's the only, amen, yeah. Life is tough. Um, It's going to get tough, you know. I love you guys. You guys are young. Life's going to get tougher. Yeah, there it is. I'm so blessed because, you know, five or six years ago, we, I had no relationship with my stepkids. They were, they, they did not like me. And I was, we were, it was bad. But look what God has done. Isn't that, he's, isn't that, I know you're blushing now. He's re- reconciled my family, and he's made it right. He's made, made it whole again. But, but yeah, um, Sam told me that, and I've been blessed in the last few years, but I'm also a realist, and I, I know that one day uh, life's going to get tough again, and so I have to hold on and wait patiently in faith the, the next time because the last time things got real rough, I just took off. And I just abandoned God, and I didn't want anything. I thought he was a liar. I thought the promise was a joke, and I didn't, I didn't inherit it. I wasn't blessed for a long time. Yeah, that's a, a really intriguing concept to me about how um, the more you walk with God, it seems like the less you would need him because you kind of get your, your own strength. But it's the opposite. The more I know God and the more I walk with him, it's like the more that I need him. It's just a weird... I like those other scriptures about more than conquerors and the soldiers of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Fill in the blank here, guys. God works in blank ways. Right? Everybody. How many? Mighty ways. Amen. These are the first different answer I've got. Everybody says mysterious, but I love Sam's uh, de- definition of mysterious. Mysterious does not mean unknowable. Mysterious means infinitely knowable. There's an infinite number of ways to know God. I think heaven, we're going to be in there for eternity. We will be getting to know God for eternity. Yeah, isn't that awesome? So go out there and experience God. Experience him in your everyday normal life, in your driving, in your working, in your talking, your eating, your sleeping. Just experience God, lean into the life of God, go deeper and go deeper still and deeper still.
spirituality is one of those things where you're never going to attain anything. I think Paul said it's not like I've ever attained. It's like one of those, another paradox. The more you know, the more that you don't know. (laughs) The more that you know that you don't know, whatever. Yeah. So let's just journey together and be better together. We are better together. We are stronger together. Um, I, I love this community, and I, I want to see it grow, and I want us to see, see us do impossible things. Because what's impossible with man is possible with God. All right, well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, God, I just thank you, Lord, that uh, you are a trustworthy, faithful God, that when I talk to you, you hear me. Um, Lord, I love it that you even talk back to me, and I can actually hear your voice and steer my life, and you're just a beautiful, loving Father, and um, just thankful for our time together tonight, God, and uh, thankful that uh, we were able to encourage each other and to be... uh, inspired and, and strengthened, God, in it as a community. Um, I just want to lift up Lakivia to you this week since we are praying for her as a church. And uh, she asked us to pray. Uh, so I don't know the issues, but there's something on her heart, God, that needs your attention. Um, so I pray that you would uh, move in to that area of her life, and I pray that she would uh, yield, God, to your moving in, um, and that She would just be blessed this week, God. Help her to take care of life. And um, I just pray for her relationship with heaven and her relationship with Quentin. I pray that it would be um, true, authentic, uh, as a mother and a daughter should be and a mother and a son should be. I I pray that it's also spiritual, God, that that you are the the glue between them. Uh, We just lift her up to you, God, and just pray blessings on her. I pray that she continues to come to Genesis and feed her soul and that people come alongside of her and walk uh, the journey of life with her. Again, we thank you for this time, God. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.